Hello, 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 and welcome back to this, the bonus part of today's FYI. I hope everybody is ready to have some fun and to continue learning about our fascinating bodies. And even today, with all these facts, it's going to continue to be a mystery. And I think that's one of the coolest things, too. It eludes us. So let's start off talking about bodily fluids. That's right, these are all these fluids that our body needs to keep moving. It's kind of like a car. I think about a car often. You need gasoline, but you also need motor oil and all these other fluids, brake fluid. Well, your body is like that too. Remember, we said before, it's a well-oiled machine. And I guess the most famous bodily fluid is blood. As I said, it's got so many symbolic meanings, religious meanings. I mean, just think about how deep that concept goes of blood, bloodlines. But it's that stuff this that's just flowing through our body, giving us life. And it makes up about 8% of our body weight. So, you know, when I imagine our bodies, I, I imagine just tons of blood, but no, only 8% of your total body weight is blood. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm not too big on blood. Uh, I get a little bit queasy when I see blood. I guess I can't say that I would make a good surgeon. No, cirujano, can you imagine me? I'd be like, oh no, I can't look. Uh, hey, it's a part of life, blood. So remember, blood is the noun. The verb is to bleed and bloody is the adjective. All right, and the British love this adjective. They bloody love it. <laughs> Did you catch my joke? Bloody? <laughs> bueno, para los británicos, bloody es como muy. This is bloody lovely. This is blood bloody. They use it a lot. It would be like Americans saying, this is friggin' awesome. They would say, this is bloody brilliant. So let's move on. Enough of this bloody subject. Let's move on to saliva. That's right, spit. is a, You could call it spit, but the technical word is saliva. And this is this stuff that forms in your mouth. And when you get a lot of it, well, you need to spit. It's a common word that I think you would recognize. Just be careful with the pronunciation. Saliva, you say, we say saliva. And did you know that your body can produce enough saliva to fill two bathtubs a year? Dos bañeras, two bathtubs a year. That's a lot of saliva. Speaking of, my mouth is dry right now. I think I'm gonna take a sip of water. Ah, oh, that's better. But you know what? Is it hot in here? Because I'm sweating. Oh, there's another bodily function. Sweat. Oh man, how, how, this is one that my wife knows that I'm very familiar with. <laughs> She tells me all the time, she goes, you sweat all year round. And you know what my answer is? Babe, I'm expelling toxins from my body. And we have a classic one that we say in English, better out than in. But uh, usually people say that when they fart. 
or burp. Y vamos a ver, we're moving on to the bodily functions right now, but we'll look at those. People say, I love it. Better out than in. Now, my wife is sick of it. Está harta de esa. Because every time I fart or burp, it's better out than in, babe. And she says, you're disgusting, right? To fart. You can say to fart. You can say to flatulate. You can say to pass gas, to break wind, to toot. ¿Quieres más formas de decir tirarse un pedo? And I love burp because that's onomatopoeic. You know, I remember a student told me once, ¿Cómo se dice eructar? I said, burp. And she goes, no, pero ¿cómo se dice? I'm like, no, that's the word. <laughs> so burp. We can also say to belch as well. But I think burp is easier because it sounds exactly like what it is. And if you can't remember these words, no sweat. <laughs> I've got jokes today, guys. No sweat. Do you know this expression? No sweat means no te preocupes. Yeah, well, don't worry. You can always go back and listen. Remember, these episodes never expire, guys. They're going to be here forever. You have access to the PDFs. So remember, you can always go back and take a look. You don't have to memorize them after each listen. In fact, that's virtually impossible. The idea is to expose yourself to English. And while we're at it, why not expose ourselves to a lot of different topics as well. So no sweat if you don't remember all the vocabulary. Another bodily function which we can link to bodily fluids. The bodily function is crying, to cry, and the bodily fluid is tears. So that's another one that I think we're all familiar with. You say lágrima. And also remember to tear is a verb, que te salen lágrimas. So tearing, crying, What about blushing? This is an interesting one. I always thought this was fascinating. To blush or to turn red, sonrojarse. This is such a cool thing. When we get embarrassed, when we get a little bit shy, we blush and we give ourselves away. It's an amazing thing that not many other animals do. Uh, in fact, I don't imagine a, a fish blushing. Hey, I could be wrong. As I said, I'm no expert. Maybe fish blush. But until then, I think humans are the only ones where you can notice it. I mean, turtles might blush, but how do you know if a turtle's blushing? Another bodily function is <sighs> yawning, something I hope you never do during my podcasts or in my classes. No yawning in my classes. Oh, and if you're going to cough, <coughs> if you're going to cough, cuidado con esta palabra, porque la GH es una F. If you're going to cough or laugh, me gusta mirar esas dos palabras juntas, in my class, well then cover your mouth. But if you're going to hiccup, you don't have to cover your mouth. Why? Well, normally you, you don't plan it. If you have the hiccups, well, it happens and it's the worst. What are the hiccups? Hiccups are hiccup, hiccup, hiccup. Ah, another onomatopoeic word, hiccups. You say hipo in Spanish. We say to have the hiccups. Oh, and another one that I love just as much as blushing, because I just think it's such a unique response from our bodies, is goosebumps. Piel de gallina. You know, when we're scared or when we're cold, our body says, woof. 
there's a reaction, a physical reaction. And it's, it's just fascinating to me. Uh, what about the shivers? No, cuando tiemblas. Ooh, if you have a fever or if you get cold or even if you get scared, your body starts to shiver. It's amazing how our body, this machine, has all these different ways of letting us know things and communicating with us. And I always say this. It took me 35 years to realize it. But listen to your body. Your body knows what's going on. It reminds me of that expression, your body is a temple. Tu cuerpo es un templo. And that means you have to be very careful what goes into your body. And when I say your body, I don't just mean your body. I mean your body, your mind, and your spirit, because we all know those three things are interconnected. So what's the deal with the appendix? I told you guys we were going to expose the appendix. Because how many times did you guys hear this? When someone was a kid, they had appendicitis and they had their appendix removed and, you know, no problem. You know, life goes on. Oblada, oblada. But uh, as we know, you can live without it and many people are living without an appendix. And if it's inflamed, if it's swollen, they should take it out because if it ruptures, it's very, very dangerous. But up until a few years ago, they believed that it had no purpose. I believe it was Charles Darwin who said, ah, it's useless. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> who needs this crap? Let's get rid of it. It's this little like wormy looking thing. Parece un gusano. Take a look at it at the appendix. But recently, as I said, they discovered that it's very useful for certain bacteria. So it helps in the digestive process. But before, they said, this thing's useless. If you take it out, you know, you're going to live, you'll be fine. Yes, you will live. But if you're prone to, propenso, certain kinds of bacteria, well, maybe having it in there is, well, beneficial, I should say. But if you need to have it taken out, again, that's what the operation is for. I mean, uh, it's a lot more dangerous to have that thing rupture in there. Plus, I think you get ice cream when they take out your appendix. Oh, no, wait, no, I'm getting confused. That's when they take out your tonsils. If you have tonsillitis, after that operation, at least back in the day, they used to give you ice cream. And your tonsils, if you haven't figured it out yet, are amygdalas, I think you say in Spanish. Usually we say it in plural, your tonsils. And I remember telling my mom, my tonsils hurt. And she goes, Alberto, we're not going to go to the, the hospital just so you can get ice cream. So yeah, we've looked at a lot of specific words here. Spleen, bladder, tonsils, appendix. What about blood vessels? We, we've got blood vessels going all through our body. Well, do you know how, this is going to blow your mind. Do you know how many blood vessels there are in our body? Well, I have the number in kilometers. If you laid them end to end, there are 96,561 kilometers. That's almost 100,000 kilometers of blood vessels in our body. Now, to give you an idea, that's enough to go around the world twice. Oh, my God. Man, that's a bloody lot. <laughs> okay, I said I was going to stop with the jokes, but I can't, man. I'm always running at the mouth. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, running at the mouth. And speaking of, I think that's a perfect segue, transition into 
our mouths, which is something, you know, we take for granted, but it's such an important part of our body as well. If you don't have good good oral hygiene, it could produce problems in your stomach with bacteria. So, you know, this we, we sometimes we separate the dentist from the doctor, even though obviously they're all doctors, but it's just as important, that oral hygiene. And I wanted to talk a little bit about taste buds. You say, gustas papilat. I always forget that. Gustativas papilas. I, I always make those things on your tongue. <laughs> ¿Ves? Yo siempre digo, no es un crimen no saber decir algo. Es un crimen no saber explicarlo. <laughs> so those little things on your tongue that determine all the different tastes, sweet, sour, umami, which is another one as well. Well, they're not just located on the tongue. Uh, there are tiny, um, as we call them, as I said, taste buds uh, that are at the back of your throat, otra palabra, garganta, uh, your nose, and also in your esophagus. And do you know how many taste buds an average human adult has? Take a guess. Anywhere from 2,000 to 4,000 taste buds. That is absolutely mind-blowing. Here I was thinking we had a hundred or two and, and just on our tongues, but we've got them everywhere. I guess it does make sense. That's why certain things, you taste them more in the back of your throat. Other things are more nasal. It all makes sense when you really think about it. And we're talking about taste buds, you know, thousands. We're talking about blood vessels, but we're not talking about another, uh, another, what's the word I'm looking for? Another guest in our body, and that's bacteria. There are thousands of different species of bacteria just on our skin, never mind the rest of our body. But we also have to determine the difference between good bacteria and bad bacteria. There's bacteria that's there fighting off disease. As I said, every little thing in this well-oiled machine has a purpose and it does it at the right time and it's in sync. I mean, I look at it almost like our body is doing Swan Lake. Nuestro cuerpo hace Lago de los Cisnes. But it doesn't do it once. It does it constantly. From the moment we're born to the moment we're on our deathbed. Lecho de muerte. Our body, okay, it might slow down. We might get sick. But it's still doing what it has to do. Because even if, let's say, for example, you suffer from, you know, bone problems. Well, that your brain is usually functioning pretty well. And usually that's the case. What I've noticed with elderly people in my life, usually it's the brain or the body that goes first. It's usually one or the other. So, you know, even when one part starts to, you know, malfunction, if you will, and well, it happens when we get old... There are other parts that are still sharp and still doing what they did a hundred years ago or 90 years ago, depending on how old that person is. And nothing's more fascinating than seeing the development of a baby. Any of you who are parents or have nieces and nephews and have seen the development, not just of the physical body, but of the mind, it is such a beautiful thing and the body i know we now these days we're like oh i don't like my body well and now you can get plastic surgery but our bodies putting aside our you know our traits you know uh, i think you say rasgos in spanish it is just an amazing thing that i think you know we're looking at outer space a lot miramos al espacio but right 
we are a walking miracle. I was going to say right in front of your face is a walking miracle just by looking at your your daughter or your wife or another living, breathing human being. We don't have to go to Mars to see miracles. We are walking miracles. And I think it's so beautiful. And this, this episode helped me realize too how important it is for us to take care of our bodies. As I said before, that idiomatic expression, your body is is a temple. And speaking of expressions, I think we're going to take a look at some expressions now. Over my dead body is the first one. Now, I'm sure this one rings a bell because you have a similar one in Spanish. Sobre mi cadáver, or you would say, I believe. Over my dead body. Another one that sounds negative but is actually positive is break a leg. That's right. Like we said in the beginning of the show, the first part, the La caca es que es la bomba, la leche. Well, the same thing, break a leg, no es que te rompas una pierna, tío. It means mucha... We're talking a lot about caca today on the show, and that wasn't the plan, guys. I'll never forget my first audition in Madrid, and somebody said to me, one of the actors said, mucha, mm, and I said, whoa, and my mom said, how did the audition go? And I said, mom, they're really, really competitive here. And then I realized that mucha mm means break a leg, which reminds me of another one. It costs an arm and a leg. You guys say un ojo de la cara. We say an arm and a leg. Another expression is to get something off your chest. What I did, guys, is I, I selected, I looked at a list of about a hundred different body expressions. And I've chosen, I've I've handpicked, mira, toma, otra expresión, eh, escogido a mano, I have handpicked some of the most common ones. So let me get them off my chest. <laughs> To get something off your chest is if you're not feeling well or you're going through a difficult time and you talk to a friend or a family member, by talking about it, you feel better. You get it off your chest. Te lo quitas de encima. This next one I think we looked at in our Valentine's episode. It's also a song. It's Estar Enamoradísimo de Alguien. And I'll sing it. Something happens and I'm head over heels. Head over heels. And that's a good one to know too. A heel is el talón. Y tobillo? No hemos tocado esa. Menos mal que ha surgido. I'm glad it came up. Tobillo? How do we say mi tío? Mi tío, no sé pronunciarlo yo. Mi tío tiene. Eh, se torció el tobillo. So, mi tío se torció el tobillo. My uncle sprained his ankle. Or you can say sprained as un esguince. Or he twisted his ankle. So, uncle, tío, ankle and your heel is el talón but to be head over heels is to be very in love another one i love too that i tell my friends when they're feeling down in the dumps de bajón i say hey chin up or keep your chin up and your chin es tu barbilla y qué significa ánimo mira piénsalo chin up es levanta la cabeza keep your chin up or chin up means ánimo Cuando la cosa va mal. And another one, which is kind of similar but confusing, you say, me estás tomando el pelo, right? We say, you're pulling my leg, not you're taking my hair. <laughs> so uh, they both use parts of the body, but different parts of the body. The same thing as the one we looked at to cost an arm and a leg. And this next one is in that category too. In Spanish, you say, uy, 
por los pelos. Well, we say, by the skin of my teeth. And the skin of your teeth, nadie usa esa frase sino en esta expresión nada más. Pero we would call the skin of your teeth tus encías. We would call them your gums. Pero esta expresión es una frase hecha. Uf, by the skin of your teeth, por los pelos. Another common one, and I used it before and I'll use it now in context, is by heart. I said it would be impossible to learn all this vocabulary by heart. But that's why you have the PDFs and that's why you can go back and listen whenever you want. As I said, this material doesn't expire. And you've got, I don't know how many hours of FYI episodes and PDFs. So remember, the goal is not to learn it by heart, but to be exposed to it. And little by little, You're going to get it, and you'll stop making some of those mistakes that people often make, and you'll stop putting your foot in your mouth. Toma, otra que usa una parte del cuerpo en español y una parte del cuerpo en inglés. You say meter la pata, we say to put your foot in your mouth. And I'm trying to think of some other ones off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones off the top of my head. Off the top of my head is sin haberlo pensado mucho. Esta expresión lo usamos siempre. Guys, remember, these are hand-picked. So these are ones that you will see and hear everywhere. And one that I, I wanted to bring up, we'll do two more. I'll give you brainchild because that will be a review. If you guys remember, I think maybe it was in the Walt Disney episode. I don't remember. We looked at the word brainchild. Y esto es una forma super chula de decir idea. So FYI was my brainchild. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. It sounds like something from the movie Alien. <laughs> Well, I love it. I, it's just so beautiful. It's, it's mi niño del cerebro. The last one we're going to look at is not just an idiomatic expression or a vocabulary word, but it's a philosophy. It's a way of life. And it's something that has guided me so much in my life. And that's why I, I saved this one for last. And this one is mind over matter. La mente sobre la materia. And what does that mean? That means that our mind is so much stronger than all the physical things that we have around us. So I think of the example of this movie, La Vida es Bella, Life is Beautiful, with Roberto Benigni. And I think of them in the concentration camp with his son. And he tricks himself and his son into believing that they're at this amazing place and that they're not at the Holocaust. And he finds happiness. They find happiness. I won't give you the movie. I'm not going to spoil it. But it's the idea that your mind, you can, you can convince yourself that anything is possible with willpower, esta fuerza de voluntad. And that's basically summing it up. Mind over matter. I just Googled mind over matter. It says the use of willpower to overcome physical problems. So you want to learn English? Mind over matter. Put your mind to it and you can do it. And to put your mind to it, otra expresión con mind, dije que la otra era la última, es aplicarte. And I know you guys have been doing that, so keep up the great work. I hope you enjoyed this episode of FYI.